Today, Joe Biden confirms he's running for the presidency once more. Ukrainian troops crossed the Dnipro River and Tucker Carlson is removed from Fox News. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday the 25th of April 2023. US President Joe Biden has formally announced that he'll run for re-election in 2024, making the announcement four years to the day that he announced his 2020 run. In a short announcement video, Biden asked Americans to give him the chance to finish the job he began a couple of years ago. He took aim at what he called MAGA extremists across the country, who were lining up to take bedrock freedoms. He gave a clear idea of what battle lines he would draw against his Republican opponent, saying Republicans want to cut Social Security, cut taxes for the wealthy, dictate what healthcare choices women can make, ban books, and tell people who they can and can't love. Trump's defeat in 2020 was a rare defeat for an incumbent president. So history suggests that Biden has a good shot at re-election. However, he'll have to convince voters that his age is not an issue. Aged 78 at his inauguration, Biden was already the oldest person to take office and would be 86 at the end of a second term. His age, verbal, and physical stumbles have been used by Republicans to paint him as unfit for office. Biden is highly unlikely to face a primary challenge from any mainstream Democrats for the party nomination, but does have two minor challenges running against him. Anti-vaccine activist Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and author and former presidential candidate Marianne Williamson. As for Biden's Republican opponent, former President Donald Trump, despite his legal troubles, remains the most likely candidate, especially after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' campaign seems to have collapsed before he's even announced his run. So, as things stand, it appears like 2024 will see a rematch of 2020 between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, two candidates that, according to polling, most Americans don't actually want to run again. Okay, so that's our main story for today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of four other stories. Reports emerged earlier this week that a number of Ukrainian troops had successfully crossed the Dnipro River ahead of an expected imminent counteroffensive against invading Russian forces. A stretch of the Dnipro River in Ukraine's south has served as a boundary between Ukrainian and Russian forces for a number of months now. Back in November, the Russian army withdrew from the Ukrainian city of Kherson, retreated back across the river and dug in on the eastern bank, known as the Left Bank, while Ukrainian forces established themselves on the western bank. Since then, the Russian army has used its position to shell Kherson from across the river. The Institute for the Study of War, based in the US, said Russian military bloggers had posted enough geolocated footage and text reports to confirm the movement of some Ukrainian troops across the river. Russia denied the reports, and the Ukrainian military did not confirm that a bridgehead had been established on the other side of the river. On Tuesday, the deputy head of the Kherson region said Ukrainian forces had been frequently carrying out cross-river raids against Russian forces, with the intention of reducing Russia's fighting capability ahead of Ukraine's awaited spring counteroffensive. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. In Singapore, it's been reported today that a man is set to be hanged for trafficking cannabis. 
Tangaraju Sapaya was arrested and charged in 2014 for trafficking about a kilogram of the illegal drug. Prosecutors argue that although he wasn't caught in the delivery, he was responsible for the coordination, after they traced two phone numbers back to him. As a result of the charge, he was sentenced to death back in October 2018. He appealed in 2019, but to no avail. Singapore has some of the strictest drug laws in the world, which they argue are necessary in order to protect society. It's been suggested that his execution could take place as early as tomorrow, despite calls for clemency, including from British billionaire Richard Branson. Hungary's president, Katalin Novak, has today vetoed a law that's seen as being discriminatory against LGBTQ people. The law makes it legal to anonymously report same-sex couples raising children to the government. This is because the government claims it breaches the constitutionally recognised role of marriage and the family. It was introduced by Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, leader of the populist Fidesz party. Hungarian President Novak claims that the legal text does not comply with EU directives designed to protect whistleblowers, and that the law does not strengthen but rather weakens the protections of fundamental values. Tucker Carlson, the highest-rated cable TV host in the US, was abruptly fired by Fox News on Monday. A brief statement, which offered no explanation, announced that Carlson's evening show would be hosted by rotating Fox personalities until a long-term replacement was appointed. Carlson has been hugely influential in US conservatism and has played a key role in pushing conservative politics further to the right. On an average night, his show drew in more than 3 million viewers who would tune in and often see him rage against so-called woke ideology. Multiple news outlets say that the decision to fire Carlson came from Fox top brass, including Rupert Murdoch and his son Lachlan. It comes just days after Fox settled a huge defamation lawsuit with the voting machine company Dominion, which notably saw the disclosure of texts by Carlson that revealed his private comments about the 2020 election seemed to differ from his on-air statements. A separate lawsuit from an ex-producer is underway, alleging that she suffered sexism and a hostile work environment on Carlson's show. We'll end with some quick uplifting news from Europe, where nine countries around the North Sea have pledged to multiply the capacity of offshore wind farms in the sea by eight times before 2050, with a goal of turning it into Europe's biggest green power plant. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but the briefing isn't over. That's because we explain whether Apple enters the banking sector in the extended ad-free edition of the daily briefing only on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creative friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. 
All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.